Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the show that is known around the world, the Smith and Rowland Podcast. So I say to you, hello, world. My name is Jeff Rowland. I introduce to you now the man of the hour and the one who will thrill us with information beyond what you're capable of even handling, Alan Smith. <laughs> what coffee you were drinking this morning? Thank you very much. The only thing I have to do now is to live up to that introduction. That's right. Which, That's right. matter of fact, right. you know, 30 seconds. Everyone's convinced that was a good introduction. Hello, world. <laughs> Mr. That's Rowland. right. That's how the bank tellers at the credit union now address me when I pop up there. They yeah. say, hello, world. Yeah. yeah. When you pulled in at the bank <laughs> drive through the other day, that's yeah. what they said to you. Yeah. <laughs> they looked out there and said, hello, world. They had been listening to their podcast. <laughs> well, right. Mr. World Changer Roland. We got a little deal going on here. I think it would be worth our look at and our commentary so people know how to feel about it. We got this little deal going on down at the border. I don't know if you're aware of it. Yeah, it's, it's I, it used to be a little deal. Now it's no longer mm -hmm. a little deal. It's a huge deal. <laughs> it's a huge deal. We got an article here on the stream by Al Perota that he actually published uh, yesterday evening sometime. But he has an article here, Jeff, on the border situation. Plus, we now have put before us by our illustrious president, Biden, we have what's called a border bill. I'm not really sure why they call it a border bill. Yeah, that's very right. little to do with the border, but nonetheless, it's, uh, and the uh, thoughts about the border bill, he starts off his article, you're especially happy if Ukraine means more to you than American border security. Wow. All that <laughs> seems to include a good chunk of the U.S. Senate. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the Senate's border bill that doesn't secure the border. That's the title or the heading of the next paragraph. What's yeah. more disturbing, the details in the Senate's border bill or the underlying premise that they think the American people are dunderheads. Here's yeah. a bill that is being plugged as an answer to the border disaster, yet has nearly four times as much money for other countries than it does for our border security. I love you, yeah. son. Really, Pop? Then why are you giving me a bike with no brakes and the kid across the town has a Corvette? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Yeah, he said, here's a bill whose provisions for kicking illegals caught at the border out of the country only kick in when the average number of encounters with illegals for a week tops 5,000 people a day, meaning yeah. that this bill that codifies into law allowing 1,825,000 illegal immigrants into our country per year. So that begins this article, and it says that the DHS app for line-jumping migrants, the open border Biden administration can simply schedule 4,999 illegals a day and call it a day. So yeah. here we see that the bill is saying 5,000 can cross a day. You gave some uh, statistics to me of what that was with Trump, what it was with Obama, and now what it is with Biden. What was, yeah. I've heard you mention the, uh, that before. Uh, the Homeland Security guy, Jay, I can't remember his last name now, that under Obama, he stated that if it gets to over a thousand a day, that you're at a critical juncture that is intendable for our nation. Okay. And that was under Obama, if it got over a thousand a day. When Trump took office, he took office and his main topic was over the border and he right. wanted to build a wall. So that's why, okay, so he got 
in office and started building a wall. And then Donald Trump did some other things. By executive order, Donald Trump made everyone remain in Mexico until they were ready to cross. There was other things that Donald Trump did that caused the slowdown of migration down to just a few hundred a day was crossing the border. Right Now, when Joe Biden took office, the reason this needs to be stated, Alan, there are even Democrat-run cities and Democrat-run states that's hollering, we have a crisis at the border. Well, listen, they voted for this. Joe Biden is doing exactly what he said he would do. And this is what everyone voted for when they voted for Joe Biden. It was Mm -hmm. over this border situation. So under Mm -hmm. Joe Biden's presidency in the first year, it jumped to 5,000 a day was crossing the border in his first Mm -hmm. year. Okay. That Mm -hmm. set a new national record of illegal immigrants crossing our Southern Mm -hmm. border. It had never happened before at that rate in the history of our nation. Now we're up to over 9,000 a day. And this border bill that Joe Biden has given to the Senate brings it back down to 5,000 a day. So he's still, he's only bringing it back down to what was the national record in the history of our nation for border crossings per day per his first year of presidency. That's uh-huh. all he's doing. And well, what, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, what is the comparison in this bill? You know, I was talking about immigration into our country. But it's also, I think, like a, I don't remember the total of the bill. Is it 80 million or 80 billion? Well, it's a, it's, I mean, it's 118 uh, billion. 118 billion. How does that break down? Do you know? Well, I know some of it. I don't know all of it, but I know 60 billion goes to Ukraine, 14 billion goes to Israel for their national defense. And I'm not sure on the remaining amount that brings you to 74 billion. I do know that only. A little over twenty billion goes to secure the southern border, and mm-hmm. out of that twenty billion, they're investing largely in technology. They're hiring fifteen hundred. This is what they're proposing: hiring fifteen hundred more border agents and a few things like that to try to vet. You know, but we're talking about a border that runs all the way from Texas into California. Fifteen hundred new border mm-hmm. agents is not going to stop the flow of migration. It's just not going to stop. Mm-hmm. Governor Abbott has stopped a lot of it in Texas, but what's happening is Arizona's getting flooded. New Mexico's getting flooded. California's getting flooded. Mm-hmm. So it just moved mm-hmm. everything down. And what people need to understand is, is if you look deeper into this, the largest growing segment of illegal immigrants that's crossing our southern border is from China. Now, just consider that for a moment. Chinese that's coming into Mexico, being smuggled across our southern border by the drug cartels in Mexico for a price, are now landing in our country at record numbers, and we don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to vet them. We don't know why Mm -hmm. they're here. None of that. So Mm -hmm. I'm just simply saying that we are being invaded at the southern border, and it's not just by terrorists from Middle Eastern countries. It's not just by people from Mexico or Peru or Guatemala or Venezuela. It's not just that part of the world. It's from all over the world. And the fastest growing population is from China. Now, to me, that's very concerning. And we are being invaded at the southern border and no one 
seems to care about it. They're not coming mm-hmm. across it with tanks and weaponry, but we should know that once they get here, there is a, an amount of violence and crime that is taking place, which we've just seen on television with the illegal immigrants that nearly killed a police officer in New York City. And because of the defund the police movement, the police in New York are afraid to even defend themselves, much less defend an average citizen. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've ended at chaos. We've ended at confusion because no one knows how to deal with these illegal immigrants. President mm-hmm. Biden mm-hmm. gave a speech yesterday and he was talking about how that this border bill is the most humane border bill that has ever come across the floor of the Senate. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I can appreciate our desire and compassion to be humane to those that want to enter our country. But I got to tell you, it is inhumane to the citizens of this country to allow so many people in here that have nothing but violence and crime in their heart and on their minds that we can't even protect our own citizens. Well, what, are, what about the dichotomy, I guess you could say, between open borders in America and we're trying to help Ukraine defend their border? Right. You and, know what I'm yeah, saying? Because I, I, Ukraine's having an invasion, let's say, of, right, from Russia. Right. So we're going to fight. We're going to send $60 billion there. Well, $60 billion on our border, probably about build a wall. Oh, you Lord, know. yeah, it would. And, Absolutely. And so, but you have a huge contrast or a, just a, I mean, man speak with forked tongue. <laughs> yeah, right. Say yeah. We're going to send $60 billion to Ukraine to defend their borders. And we're going to send a pack of cheese crackers to defend our borders. I mean, does that not shout to the American citizen that there is something it's so blatant that you'll almost miss it of the right. destruction of such thinking? And there again, I'm not for in the Ukraine, Jeff, you and I have talked about this on podcasts before. I fought the United States, my beloved country that I believe in and fight for. But we have some leaders in our country that I believe, I believe if they'd been left alone in the beginning, that the war would have never happened. But we were sticking our nose in Ukraine's business way back when Biden was vice president. And we've been meddling in their business ever since. And Ever since. It's not yep. even to say all the gain of function labs that we That's right. helped or somebody put up in Ukraine. And That's uh, right. That's so right. I don't know. I think there's a faction of it appears to me that we've had our own leadership make some huge either mistakes or with if they did it deliberately, God forbid. Yep. But to me, Russia was just totally I mean, the truth is we just didn't do what we said we'd do. Ukraine gave up weapons, you know, years ago, and we were to protect them. Russia was to protect them if yep. they would give up their nukes, and they did. And, of course, we know after World War II, they've been betrayed all the way through. Now, but we also know that Ukraine is not known to be that honest of a country. No, like they're corrupt. Take, Their take, system yes, is corrupt. Yeah. It's been taken over by corruption. But nonetheless, yeah. that doesn't help our, you know, us well, going back and, on and, our, and, and on I, our I'm word just going to say that. The Ukraine's no more corrupt than we are. I'm going to say that. And I'll also hasten to say this. The problem with the bill, to me personally, is the same problem that started back in the 80s. This was talked about in the early 80s under President Reagan. President Reagan tried his best and never got it accomplished. But in eight years of his presidency, he started crying out for a line-item veto in these bills. There is absolutely Mm -hmm. no, for me, to me, 
to call this bill a border package is so misleading. It is a lie. It's nothing more than a lie because stuck in this bill that they're calling a border package, the majority of that is in foreign aid. So it's Mm -hmm. not a border package. It's a foreign aid package that includes some provisions for our own border. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, it also and, is under the disguise, of course, of Israel's border and Ukraine's border. So right, they're yeah. putting it all, all under the under the yeah. disguise. They can make the argument that it is a border package, but what they don't say, yeah, but it's for other countries' border packages. That's and, exactly right. And, and, and they're getting more money than we are, and we're being invaded just like Ukraine is. It's just a different type of and style of warfare. Yeah. And listen, Jeff, I, even if I agree with it or disagree with it, if you want to give money away, okay, I'm okay. We got people leadership wanting to give a bunch of money away. Okay. I get it. But you don't give away, you can give away what you got, but you don't need to give away what you don't got. And we don't got it. And, and we don't got it. Go give it away, whatever the heck you want to do, if you got it to give away. But to finance your giveaway and act yep. like how great you are, yeah, uh, I'm like, right. hey, somebody, somebody needs foul ball, winter clothes. Yeah, winter not clothes. only foul ball, but watch this. To those of us that get out here and have to work hard every day just so that we can pay the bill on all of this stuff. At some point, somebody's got to wake up and say, watch this. Everybody needs to shut up and understand uh, that we can't you pay no more. the S word with a U word. They need to shut up their mouth because we can't pay for no more, Alan. We're $34 trillion in debt as a nation, and our deficit is growing larger and larger. And here we're going to send $60 billion more to the Ukraine. We're going to send $14 billion more. Let me tell you something. To those who love Israel, and I am one of them, I want to help Israel. The best way to help Israel is to keep America strong so we can help Israel. But if our strength is depleted, there comes a point that we can't help nobody. And we're reaching that critical mass that we're not going to be able to help nobody to include ourselves. Mm -hmm, And I fear mm -hmm. that that's where we're headed. I don't despair it. That's where we're headed to. That Mm -hmm. is the direction that we're walking in now. So Mm -hmm. I just believe that there needs to be some come to Jesus moment in Washington, if that's even possible anymore. But with that said, let me say that everybody that voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris You voted for this border chaos that we now have. Well, the sixty billion. I'm if I'm not. I'm just trying to find out how much money have we sent to Ukraine, Jeff. Yeah, it sounds like to me the sixty billion is about as much as we have sent to this point, isn't it? But maybe that. Well, the last time we sent Uh, eighty billion, I think it was in one lick. In one lick, yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness! Well, I'm yeah. We're up. Then. If you, it, oh yeah. Listen, we're up to close to half a trillion dollars in aid to Ukraine oh, since the war started. Goodness. And just oddly enough, I'm gonna point it. I'm gonna say this, and this may ruffle some feathers. But in Joe Biden's speech yesterday, he actually put into words why the war. If you're wondering why the war is even happening in Russia and Ukraine, he put into words why it's happening. He said that under climate his presidency, change. Change. Well, I wished it was that loose. <laughs> But let me tell you what he did say. He said that under his presidency, NATO had strengthened and grown more than under any other presidency. Well, that was the issue. That was the whole issue. Yeah, I'm going to say, what's that that to be proud of? Yeah, I mean, that's what created this war in Ukraine. So there is the blood of innocent Ukrainians, I think, on our hands 
because of our own foolish policies and not understanding the geopolitical nature of the world, that's what happened. But you've got an inept president that can't think on his feet, much less uh, process thought when he's not on his feet. So I, I don't know, Alan, I'm just say, I'm saying that when you go into the voting booth, you get what you vote for. Yeah. And to that extent, Joe Biden made no qualms when he was running for president about his stance on the border, about his stance with Russia. He made no qualms and he's making no qualms. Listen. Part of that border package is going to some of Israel's enemies. So we need to understand that. I mean, he is funding some of Israel's enemies, which, by the way, are attacking American soldiers. So you're funding people. It's so ludicrous. It's so insane that you can't hardly make sense of there's no logic to it. There's not even natural logic to it, Mm -hmm. which makes me think that there is demonic activity involved in a lot of the decisions that's coming out of Washington and out of this administration. Now, people can say what they want to about that, but the window shut as far as I'm concerned on that. You know. <laughs> winter yeah, shut. there you go. Winter shut. Jeff, let me ask you this. I mean, we speak as Americans, but how do you know, we've, we're also an American Christians. And I think that as American Christians, our reactions and responses shouldn't be any different as just Americans. But as American Christians, my heart goes out to the immigrants because let's say you got 5% that are plants. Uh, yeah. I don't think 100% of them are plants from other countries to bring destruction to America. I think a lot of them have been are in places and are dire straits, and they're trying to bring their families to a better place. And so I get all of that. But also, I was watching a documentary here just this last week on where there has been provisions all the way through Central America into South America to where if you land, I don't know what the country is, you can come from China, land in one of these places in the north part of down below Central America that you can fly into, and then you can start in this caravan of people coming through up to the United States. And so there's some people that are just really in bad shape and looking for a better land. Now, we don't, or do you believe that 100% of these 5,000 a day that they're trying to drop it down to, What? how do you feel about a lot of those people, though, as a Christian and trying to look after people that have less than you do? What? How do? You, what's your take on that? Well, I have a couple of thoughts on that. One thought is, is there is a number of people coming across the border that we need here, that we want here that I want to help to get here. I would want to help them to get here because we need them. And I'm talking about those that are trying to better themselves and those that want to come here and work and be free. And they want to be free from the corruption and the persecution that they're facing. Let me tell you what is, uh, here's another thought that I have. The illegal immigration problem will soon be solved even if we stay on the path we're on. Because what's going to happen is economically, we're not going to be able to support all these people. And our economy is going to take a nosedive. And under the current progressive ideology that's prevailing in our colleges and in our politics, we're no longer going to be free. And guess what? People's no longer going to want to come here. They're Mm -hmm. going to choose another country to immigrate to because we're losing our freedoms and we're losing the economic power to be able to help these people. And when our economy busts, and our freedoms are lost, then that'll solve the immigration crisis because nobody's going to want to come here. 
They want to come here now because of the freedom they can enjoy and those things. Now, here's something that I'll say, Alan. I'm not convinced of what the percentages would be like, but we've taken in over 8 million people since Joe Biden took office that has crossed our borders illegally. 8 million. Now, that's to include a percentage of what they call gotaways, and that's to include those that they have actually counted. So over 8 million. Now, how many years of that can we stand before our economy busts and we become a third world country like where they're leaving from? We both know that if you do the math, that does have a a number out there that well, sure it has a number. Uh, and my, and my point is, is that also stops our ability to show compassion. Well, I think you need to be able to just to come across the border in America. If you don't have somebody on this side that's got a heart of compassion to take you into their home or a church group to take them and feed them, or if you don't have some, I mean, just to walk into America is not, you don't get it. It's not a free ticket. I mean, once you get here, you have opportunity. I mean, America but, but does watch have this, opportunity. Alan, Alan, it and, is a free ticket in some states. For example, the state of California. Uh-huh. An illegal immigrant can, if they get to the state of California, they automatically get free health care. Automatically, they get free health care. Now, if I, as a citizen of the United States, move to California, I don't get free health care, but they do. Now, who's paying that bill? I am by my taxes. So the thing that I'm saying is, is there is an allurement from government benefits. Many of these illegal immigrants are coming to America, and they're making more money than I make just simply because they're an illegal immigrant. The system is so broke that there is nothing that we can do. They are robbing us of even our ability to show compassion on those that we would welcome here. That's the point I'm trying to make. Well, you know, I do, and it's very understandable, reasonable, in an unreasonable situation. And it is an unreasonable situation. Because you and I know families personally that have come to America that when they got here, they got jobs, they worked, and they were free from the persecution and poverty of their own country. And I praise the Lord for them because we need that. But we are quickly coming to a point where we can no longer stand that, even that. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be able to support that Mm -hmm. simply because of our economy and the things that we're giving to those who come here with nothing but harm in their eyes, and they're Mm -hmm. getting all this free stuff. There's an attitude that humanity can have, and I've experienced uh, what I'm getting ready to say, and I've been guilty of what I'm getting ready to say. Of course, I've got a farm here, and you got some people live in town and cities, and they want to get to the outside. They can't afford a farm, so they live in the city, and not, I'm not saying that they can't afford it. But anyway, they want to get outdoors. They'll come here to the farm and want to you know, walk around, ride a four-wheeler or something, uh-huh. you know, yada, yada. And there's a part of me that says, just stay off my blame land. Don't yeah. cross my, my border here. And you can take on an attitude to this is mine, and I don't want nobody touching it. You know what I'm saying, Jeff? Yeah, right. Oh, That's yeah. human nature. This is my, this is my driveway. This is my truck. This is my land. This is, and there's something in humanity that doesn't want nobody messing with your stuff. Yeah. And I get that, but I constantly am challenged by the Holy Spirit of my attitude because I have some people say, well, Alan, why do you allow people walk around your farm or do this or that? And and I'll be honest with you. There's a fight within me, Jeff. I, part of me doesn't want them to. I can come up with all the reasons, liability, 
guilty. Well, I could be liable and I could be the, I mean, I get all of that, but it's a constant, I'm being very honest, just a constant fight within me to say, no, it's fine. Y'all come on. I realize I've been blessed with the land and I need to share it with those that don't have the same opportunities I've had. I can hear the Holy Spirit telling me that, but there's yeah. another, well, I'll have to say a fleshly response that I have is I know I just soon didn't anybody set foot on it. And I don't have to think about it, yeah. but as a believer and as a Christian, I've, I've got this one problem that I can't, I got this one itch. I can't seem to scratch uh-huh. and that's called the Holy Spirit. Yep. And the truth is we're going to die and leave every bit of it anyway. So I'm just saying in <laughs> Humanity is this thing. And I think we, I understand the arguments of illegals coming in. You can have all the drug smoke. I mean, I get, and I'm I'm in total agreement with that. But there's another part or attitude of, hey, this is my stuff. Don't nobody touch my stuff. So anyway, you've got that tension, let me say, that I'm trying to express. Mm -hmm. We've got the tension of those two areas of thought. If you can right. hear what I'm saying, I do. I and, do. Hear uh, and saying. so we've got about I don't know two minutes here. If you based on that thought, do you have? Give me your thoughts on that thought in two minutes or less. I think that we need to have a biblical attitude towards sojourners in the land, as the Bible puts it, and show the proper compassion to illegal immigrants that we should show. The thing that I would say is that if you, for example, the analogy of the land. If you have five people that want to ride four-wheelers on your farmland or something like that, that's one thing. But if you've got 1,500 that wants to do the same thing and you can't even plant your fields, then you've got a real problem because you're going to lose the farm and there's not going to be any land for anyone to walk on. So there is that balancing act. I think that what needs to happen is there has to be a system put in place where people can be vetted. And then there's got to be an apparatus of what can we take care of financially and what can we not? Because if we don't maintain our strength, we're not going to be able to take care of anyone. Up to this point, we are now at critical mass at the southern border. And I don't know that people truly understand the use of the word invasion is now no longer a political word. It is a living reality. So we need to come to grips with how we're going to process this. I do agree with you that the Holy Spirit makes us compassionate toward those that are in need. But if we're going to be, the only thing I would say is if we're going to take care of the rest of the world, we're going to have to have the rest of the world's land in order to do it. Okay, well, there's Roland's two cent on that topic. And the window and shut. And the window shut. That's right. <laughs> All right, Mr. Roller. All right, man, we're out of time. We'll pick up again here tomorrow on the Smith and Roland show, and I'm not Roland. And I'm not Smith. Exactly right. All right, buddy. See you tomorrow. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith and Roland show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollinshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.